Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We've seen Kevin Sheveldayoff be amongst the most patient general managers in the National Hockey League for a number of years. And to be honest, even Chevy's biggest critics have to be giving him a whole lot of credit for what this team looks like right now. He legitimately is a candidate for the general manager of the year right now if the team continues to play at that level that they've been. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it is. Thank you, Rick Regan, and welcome to the RP Show. A very special edition of the show. It's become an annual thing. It's our Boca Raton Bowl preview special. The RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. It's tonight. Not here, here. We're in Pompano Beach, which is just down the road. We're at the Beach House. It's our special occasion venue, and which would make you, Andrew Nowacki, feel very special because you just show up for special occasion shows. <laughs> How are you there? How are you, man? Good, good. Uh, veteran of the CFL, the NCAA, eight seasons with the Edmonton Eskimos, great cup champion, and... Listen, I know it's December, but it's also it's like it's bowl season. It's also hockey season. I th- you like hockey. Yeah. You're Canadian. Absolutely. Stony Creek. Yep. So, so yeah, that's not what I brought you here for, by the way. He's <laughs> <laughs> not here to talk hockey, but there's a lot of people writing in about tonight's hockey games. Are we going to push that segments three and four of hour two? We'll talk about hockey. We're here talk about football today and i appreciate everybody chiming in 902-518-3033 is the text line sober carpenter text line wonderful chat with matt dubuck in hour one his kid trey's playing tonight for the university of university of south florida bowls against syracuse in the boca bowl andrew the reason i thought of you for the boca preview was you were putting on facebook the other day your college football playoff predictions yeah now i can't remember what they were because they're everybody had them right were you close did you have uh, them i so I, I made predictions on the games on the conference championship games not not I the thought it was a final CFP. four. Oh no yeah okay i, I, I had uh, louisville beating florida state and uh we all know how that, that didn't happen out. no yeah. no not even close but uh yeah i think i, I think i got three of the four right of the four, and it's been literally weeks since they announced Washington, Texas, Alabama, Michigan. It's been weeks since they're still talking about it. Sure. We're making a big stink of it's it here in the state of Florida. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Listen, you're always going to – someone's always going to be pissed off in this format. You know, it's an imperfect uh, format, what they got going on now, and – even when they expand it, there's always going to be teams that are upset, schools that are upset, because there's always going to be, be 12 teams next year. the outside looking in. Yeah. You know, teams that are ranked 13, 14, 15 next year are going to be upset that they didn't get in. So, you know, it, it's going to be tough. I'm glad they're expanding it. We need an expansion, you know, get these oh, great teams at the top facing off. And uh, who knows where college football is going to go from here. It's K. It's chaotic. Do you feel it? Do yeah. you feel the heat coming off it? Oh, yeah. It's not good. Can't be good this amount of arguing, is it? I, you know, bad publicity. There, there's Better no than such none. thing as bad publicity, right? Good I, point. I think it's drawing a lot of attention to the game. 
um, the powers that be, you know, all these conference commissioners, they're going to have a job on their hands to figure out how to best bring this thing together. So that ocean you see behind Andrew's reel, that's not a green screen. It's windy as heck here. And he's been good enough to join us for two segments. So we can talk about all those things I talked, previewed last hour. NFL, Canadian Football League, and then college football. Whatever you want. 902-518-3033 is the number if you're watching on television or radio. If you're watching on the streaming, you can write in on YouTube right now. I do want to mention this, though, with the Boca Bowl tonight, which it's a little, it's just Canadians don't really understand it. Other than the Vanier Cups played in venues that aren't, doesn't feature the local team. But tonight, South Florida versus Syracuse. What do you think this win's going to do? What are these conditions are going to affect you going to have on the game? It, it's it's tough. It, it's Wind is probably the worst weather condition that, that I I despise playing and being a receiver and trying to catch the ball and trying to get on the same page with, you know, the quarterback and everything else. But, um, gosh, I remember playing a game in, in Saskatchewan. It was so windy. We would punt the ball and they would blow the they would blow the play dead when the ball stopped moving forward. And we actually had a punt in that game that landed behind our our punter's yep. position. Uh, so wind can wreak havoc on, on on football games. Interesting, you say that though, because DeBuck last hour said as a coach he'd rather take wind than rain. What would you rather play in versus the, if you had the choice? Rather play in? Yeah, between those two. I'd, I'd rather play in the rain. At least you know what's coming and, and you can prepare for it. The wind is so unpredictable. I mean, ball could be coming to you and then gust the wind blows and ball shoots down. And, you know, I, I think there's a, a better work around more running, shorter passing. You know, your body catches in the rain, whereas in the wind you're just kind of, it, it's... It's tough. Mm -hmm. So the interesting thing that I've found, and I've been here long enough now, observing all you guys, I try and tell the Canadian people, you probably had these discussions for years because you grew up in Ontario, and maybe you didn't. Football's football to the people here. It doesn't matter if it's NFL, CFL, college, high school, they all respect each other, right? If you're in the game, you're in the game, yeah. right? Like you talk about you and DeBuck's relationship, if you don't mind. Yeah. What is it? Just tell our viewers about it. So we uh, we kind of connected when I moved down here. Um, I knew Matt was coaching at Cardinal Gibbons. Um, so we became, you know, friendly just through the game. The game brings a lot of people together. And when I was released that year, Matt said, you know, he called me up and, and said, why don't you come out and, and help us out with the team? Uh, so I did that that first year off. We had a great group of guys. Matt did a phenomenal job with, with the team that year. Um, and I think our top three receivers all went to, to big-time colleges. So it was, it was neat. But, um, you know, I, I pop into practice every now and then just to, just to watch and be able to enjoy what he does from a, a fan's perspective more than anything. Did that give you just enough of a taste of coaching that you said, I don't want to do this full-time or what? You know, I, I, I've always had a big respect for coaches. They, they put in, they put in a, a ton of hours that go unseen, probably twice the amount of hours that we do as players. Um, and, and there is a, a really high commitment. My, my brother-in-law is a, a coach at UCF now, and, you know, seeing the amount of work that he does and on the road and recruiting and game planning and everything else, it, it, it takes a lot of dedication, a lot of dedication. Volatile, and I feel like now it's worse than ever. 
in terms of there's no loyalty. There's no security. Yeah. You got a family. Mind you, so do the coaches. <laughs> but, I mean, you're doing real estate, though. Yeah. That, that's not easy. No, but, it, you know, it's it's nothing in comparison to what these guys do. And, uh, you know, my brother-in-law was in town just the other day uh, recruiting. Um, you know, he was here for a hot minute, got his plane ticket, was out the next morning. And, you know, that's that's his life for weeks at a time in the offseason. Yeah. So, you know, no no comparison there, but, you know, a ton of respect for these guys. And it, it, it has gotten more difficult with transfer portal and all these extras that you guys talked about in the last segment. That's why I don't necessarily begrudge the transfer portal and the coaches switching because there's no loyalty shown to them. So why should they show the loyalty to the schools or their employers? But again, everybody has a different opinion on that. Andrew Nowacki played in the Canadian Football League for, is it, it's eight seasons, right? 04 to yep. 11. Uh, all with the Edmonton Eskimos, won the Great Cup in 05. And uh, I'll open the floor to questions from the audience. I didn't bring my gong, John, in Winnipeg. John, um, but I'll answer your question or ask it for you. He says, Andrew, what's the toughest CFL stadium to play in? Is it Saskatchewan? And he, he's a Ryder fan from Winnipeg. It's the toughest stadium. I'm assuming he means to win in, in your time. Atmosphere-wise, I mean, all these new stadiums now, I don't know, you know, what they, their configurations and everything else. The old Saskatchewan stadium that, that I only played in, or the only one that I knew there, that was by far the loudest, the craziest. The, the fans were always packed that stadium. And, uh... They let you hear it all game long. So it, it was a really cool atmosphere. It was, it was a neat atmosphere to play in. Um, that and probably Winnipeg as well. I don't know why our time in Edmonton, it was just one of those stadiums where we didn't have a lot of success there. So uh, different reasons. So the success yep. level in Winnipeg, but the, the atmosphere, the crowd, uh, and the, the, the noise level in Saskatchewan was, was the toughest. By the way, I think Edmonton is our number three region for viewership and highest viewership. So they all know you very well. Everybody loves Andrew Nowacki. Whenever I say he's coming on, everybody's excited. I wonder, because it's been a couple of years since you've been on. Edmonton's done this. I don't think they won a game since you were on uh, at home. Yeah. It's tough, How's that tough playing to over for you? It's tough to hear. Tough to see. I know, I know Coach Jones and and you know some of their staff, and they got a they got a, a good group of people there. Um, I I have no idea. I, you know, I, I wish I could. What does it feel some like? I'm not saying what's the way out of it, but what's it like as an alum? It's tough. It's really yeah. tough to see. It's tough for the people in the building, the people behind the scenes, the administrative staff, and and all of those people because it, it affects everybody um so it's it's hard to see and just hope that you know this year coming is is a, a big turnaround year and, and we get the things headed in the right direction it sounds like there's a lot of change going on in edmonton they're talking about getting a private owner in place by 2025 and uh, rick lawlisher was running the show when you were there right he's now the yep. president again yep. uh interim and he goes up if i could wave a wand or snap my fingers I'd, I'd like a new stadium here i'm like well get in line a lot of places would but how do you feel about that did, did they say commonwealth's too big or whatever the reason might it can't be out of date 
it's uh, I think it's maybe it is I think it's a good venue they did a lot of upgrades uh, you know as I was heading out they did the indoor facility the you know a lot of things around the stadium to kind of improve the the game day experience but uh you know the size of the stadium is one thing going back to Saskatchewan what I said about Saskatchewan Stadium always being packed smaller venue it, it makes things feel a little more I don't know if intimate's the right word but when you when you have everybody packed in and the stadium feels full it's a it's a different feeling right so you know I, I fortunately I got to play in Commonwealth when it was packed a few times mainly notably against Saskatchewan that one day yeah a windy game uh but we were selling standing room tickets and you know that stadium took on a whole nother persona and the energy and everything else that day for that game and Unfortunately, packing 68,000, 62, 65, whatever that number is, is is difficult on a consistent basis. So, yeah, there might be some benefit to, to having something a, a little smaller to be able to, to pack the the house week in, week out. I don't know. I, I, I don't understand why these presidents and executives can say whatever the hell they want and there's no backlash for. Like, I think it's reckless for him to say that. Because it's just going to make Edmonton football fans want it. Or maybe even think that there might be one on the horizon. There's no way that's going to happen. I'll, I'll tell you, the one thing that fixes everything is winning. You know, you start winning yes. ball games. People want to come out. They want to be a part of it. Free agents want to be a part of the organization. So, it, you know, it, it's it's a tough task and a, one that I hope that happens this year. But winning winning fixes a lot of problems. Jeff, the Stamps fan, chiming in. He says, Commonwealth Stadium is nice, but a little big and terrible sight lines in the lower bowl. Everybody has their own perspective. It was one of my favorite stadiums to broadcast in, if that means anything. It was wonderful sight lines for us. Uh, to be honest, I think BC Place was the best. But uh, it's, it's funny you say that because the Flames need to win to get a new arena there. That's what they want. We've given up on the Stampeders getting a new football stadium. But uh, I, did, I did talk to Jones the other day, by the way, and he said the last two years have been, <laughs> I think the way he said it was, they've been something. And I just had to guess, probably highly stressful, getting through COVID. And to be honest, as an alum that's been following it pretty closely, I don't like that this losing's all been hung on Jones. He inherited the biggest disaster in Edmonton history, almost CFL history. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, and I, I, it's nice to see some continuity in, in the league. Not to say that it was a revolving door before, but it, it seemed like coaches were moving positions a lot quicker before. Seeing Mike O'Shea in Winnipeg for an extended period of time, love to see that. Love to see, you know, these organizations really committing to staffs because like Mike O'Shea, Coach Jones knows his stuff. Is he capable to get this thing turned around? Absolutely. Does it happen overnight? No. And I know the fans of Edmonton, us as former players, you know, we want things turned around quicker and, and faster nine times out of ten. But he's fully capable of doing it. And, you know, it, when you let go of staffs, it's two steps back, three steps back, four steps back, bringing somebody new in and trying to build from the ground up again. So, you know, I... I I like to see that Coach Jones is, is there again. Um, and like I said, hopefully 
Hopefully you turn this thing around. Can't keep firing people. I'm nope. with you. I'm with nope. you. Andrew Nowacki is with us. Uh, Edmonton Eskimos alum, Murray State alum. Are you good to talk a little NFL next thing? Yeah, I know absolutely. you're all over that. Sure. Uh, and we'll take your questions as well. 902-518-3033. The number's on the screen. We'll talk a little bet. Regal uh, Week 16 action in the National Football League and hockey after that on a very big night in the National Hockey League. It's our Boca Bowl preview, preview show live from the... Beach House in Pompano on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus, with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop. EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. All right, the RP Show continues on a game day here in beautiful South Florida. It's a little windier here at the beach house than what you see there up at the Cove, but uh, game day tonight, the Boca Bowl, South Florida versus Syracuse, and I, the weather is going to be a factor. I don't think there's much doubt about that. By the way, uh, breaking news, that's why I'm ringing the bell. Since it's turned into a de facto football Friday here on a Thursday, we do have some news from the CFL, the Canadian Football League's Saskatchewan Rough Riders have hired Dan Farthing as their head of strength and conditioning and extend their football operations staff. Dan, I believe, is fourth all-time in receiving in Rough Riders history. Uh, played in the 90s with the Riders, and he's back with the team as strength and conditioning coach. Chris Jones fired him. Riders, this regime have brought him back. Andrew Nowacki is with us, and I promised we would talk. Some NFL, um, but there are CFL questions coming in, too. Andrew can handle them all. If he doesn't freeze to death over here... Are you still on the Celsius scale, or have you you've been Fahrenheit for a while? Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. I'm still on Celsius, and I say I always will be. It's 22 Celsius. But it's windy. <laughs> Extremely it's windy. windy. Ex and yeah. Explain this to me. If, if it's 22 Celsius, it's 70-whatever degrees, but this wind is blowing the way it is, why wouldn't they just say it's 60 degrees outside? Because it doesn't feel 70. It doesn't feel 22. I know, right? This wind I'm is whipping out here. 73 Fahrenheit, and with the wind, it feels 73. Nah, see, I'm <laughs> challenging that. That's what I'm I'm going to check the, the wind. At least 60-mile-an-hour wind, I would think. I hope it usually, if it's like Saskatchewan, and I don't know, but it usually dies down in, in the evening. At least it does at home. 
I don't know Hopefully about it. Will. Hopefully it will, yeah. Um, I'll get to those CFL questions in a second, but the, the Thursday night football game, a battle of seven and seven teams in the NFL. Bet Regal all over it, our official betting partner. New Orleans at the Rams. I got to check the betting line on it. But it's funny, Andrew, because this country and a lot of Canada now, too, is goo goo gaga over the NFL. We're just getting into the exciting games. We're just getting into it. Yep. Do you have a crunch time? Right. Do you have a read on this one tonight? Saints at Rams? You know, I don't. Uh, I, I've kind of stayed with with the local team and, and following the Dolphins pretty closely this year and everything they're doing. Uh, so I haven't seen either one of those teams really uh, play much this season. But, um, you know, it seems like they both have their their challenges. And, and out in L.A., they're, you know, we know what McVay does out there and the explosiveness of his scheme and, and offense and that. So it should be exciting. Hopefully, hopefully they put up some big numbers and lots of points. I say this, and I've been doing sports broadcasting a long time. There's always a reason to watch any given game. Sometimes you have to dig a little further to find it, but you can find it in this one tonight. Both teams 7-7. Seven and seven. You mentioned the Rams just a couple of years away from removed from winning a Super Bowl, and the Saints are going after a division crown. So they'll be getting after it tonight. That's yep. the one thing about pro football. There's no throwaway games. I don't care when it is. Yep. It's football at any level. College, yeah. you know, NFL, it's CFL the same with division games and everything. So every week matters, and, and that's the neat thing about it. That's what keeps things interesting week in, week out. And it does roll nicely into my next question for you. It's what I love about Andrew. Uh, because of his resume, he can talk all levels of ball. Nathan Rourke going to the New England Patriots claimed off Jacksonville's practice roster after being waived three times from Oakville, Ontario. Um, the Patriots are 3-11. and 11. How much of a chance do you think? I guess they have to activate in the next three weeks, they say. Right. You think we see them? I don't know. That, that's a tough situation. You know, going to a new team, new system, new scheme, new chemistry with new players, it's asking a lot, you know, to have him step in and, and be productive. Um, hopefully he does get an opportunity and hopefully he does do well. It, and that's all it is, right? It's another opportunity. And, and from what I've seen and from the outside, from a fan's perspective, it seems like New England can, can use, some, use some help and a, 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 maybe a new voice in the huddle. Um, and Nathan did amazing things in the preseason. You know, I, I wish it's all about the fit. It's all about the system, getting the right quarterback, being in the right situation to really flourish. And, you know, him being in Jacksonville, we knew he wasn't going to get a, a ton of playing time there. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully the door opens for him in New England and, and he gets to prove himself there. Uh, just chiming in with some audience comments and questions. Jen from the Four Seasons says, I love the NFL. Yes, I think everybody does. And uh, <laughs> we can sit and talk about a variety of topics for a very long time. The one thing about Nathan Rourke, you and I are talking about players. I'm talking about this young gentleman over here. Uh, he plays hockey, but it's, it's about being ready when you have an opportunity and answering the bell. Nathan Rourke, every time he's been called upon, he's answered the bell. And that's, the, that's what I love about him. There's a lot of football guys, Andrew, that are beside themselves that he hasn't had an opportunity yet but you know yourself about just staying ready yep. it's got to be hard to do 
Sure. Yeah. Sure. It's it's opportunity. When opportunity knocks, you gotta you gotta be ready. Whether that's a situation, you know, like Nathan's in, where he's waiting for that opportunity to get on the field. Um, I know for me, when I played, I, I was a very situational role type guy. You know, didn't get the didn't get to see the ball a whole bunch, but field wide out. Right. But when the ball was thrown my way, you know, better come down with a catch. And, and you and, did. And make things happen. So it, it's all about staying in the moment, in the situation, whatever that is, whether it's in a game, whether it's in an organization, waiting for your turn to, to, to be called upon. Because we all know in football, you're one play away. Things happen in a hurry. So you, you, better, you better be ready to go. You know, it's funny. How long did it take you to say, this is my job, this is what I need to do? Uh, I think for me, when I played, yeah. right away. I mean, yeah. I, I came into a team with Ed Hervey, Jason Tucker, Mookie came over, Terry was there the first year, so... Terry not, Vaughn. Terry, yeah, yeah, so it's not like, you know, you find your place really quick. And, you know, I found my place and, and realized what I was what my job was my job my role was going to be with that team and that group of receivers and you know you either accept it or or you don't and if you don't you find the door really quick so you know it was it was easy to was there a canadian ahead of you in that bunch when uh when i got there <clears throat> scott robinson was there and scott had been with the team for a few years prior won the great cup with the team in uh, 2002 so uh yeah there was a couple guys brock ralph was there and then, you know, when I when I did kind of get my foot in the door and in and, and that 2005 season, um, I just tried to make it really hard for them to to replace me, try to do all the little things and, and more on special teams and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, the, there's always competition coming in year in, year out. But uh, like and said, won a gotta, championship. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a take on what a lot of football fans do, uh, especially our audience in Canada, that Nathan Rourke hasn't had his chance yet? He has not taken a regular season snap. You can imagine, you know, the CFL, well, you're from Canada. Fans are saying, just come back to Canada. Ricky Ray did it. Come back and make money here and start. Nathan doesn't seem to be interested in doing that. I don't think he is. And, and that could change from year to year, right? As a competitor, which I know Nathan is watching him, um, you know, he has a goal right now. It seems to, to be on an NFL roster and, and be playing on an NFL team. And that may change after another year or two years. And, you know, he, he may want the ball in his hand rather than sitting behind somebody if, if the situation and the opportunity doesn't present itself. But, you know, you get one go around at this thing. And, yeah. you know, he's in a situation where he's getting closer. He's inching closer to his goal of being on the field for an NFL team, and he should stick with it. And every year he'll, he'll reassess, I'm sure, and figure out what he wants to do next. Answer me this, please. How much of a consideration is the money? Because it's a lot different than Ricky Ray and Dave Dickinson were coming down. It was 20 years ago and then deciding to go back to the CFL to now. How much is that a consideration for a player versus the playing time? Sure, it's it's a balance between the two. Some people solely want to go after the the money and others say, well, I'd rather make less and be on the field and, and be the guy and 
be the quarterback winning championships and, and that sort of thing. And that changes. That changes from year to year, season to season. So you can't fault anybody for either. You know, this game is very short-lived. So doing what's best for you for the long term, setting yourself up financially is is a priority for a lot of people. And then, you know, after that happens, then you get to, to make other decisions. The uh, You mentioned the Dolphins. You're following them closely. Ten and four. Nobody's called them yet the greatest show on turf, but I will. They're doing some unbelievable things, but they've taken some punches in the mouth too. Sure. <laughs> right? So what's your prognostication for the Dolphins? As we sit here today, I don't believe they're the number one seed in the AFC, but they're close. What's, what's possible for this team, do you think? Talking about week to week, how every game matters, they're going to have a tough stretch to finish the season. I think they got, what, Dallas, Baltimore, Buffalo. And all three of those games are going to matter for all three of those teams. So, you know, it's not like anybody's taking any weeks off their, their opponent-wise. And um, I, th I think Miami just, they're amazing. They're, they're fun to watch. They're entertaining. Hopefully they can get key pieces healthy, get everybody back on the field. You got to be playing your best football when your, you know, playoff time rolls around. And hopefully that's the case. They get their their key guys back and uh, hopefully we can make some noise. We, that's fine. A, a it's fan, all good. Yeah, hopefully they make some noise in the playoffs. Tells you who, whose team he's on now, <laughs> obviously. And But what about the offense? that Mike McDaniel has brought to Miami. It's brilliant. Yeah, what do you like about it? Everything, the unpredictability about it, the uh, the constant movement, uh, the mismatches. You know, football's a very on-the-fly, decision, quick decision, split decision-making type game. So the way he moves people around, play in, play out, motions, different formations, that sort of thing, it, it shows. He's freeing up a lot of guys. It's, it's creating big plays exciting plays and from a fan's perspective that's things we love to see we love to see those big dynamic plays you see how andrew got real excited once we started talking about not just the dolphins but the national football league uh, i want your take on this because i don't know the answer to it I've, I've put it to ryan bowl jim barker the dolphins and dallas cowboys which by the way the cowboys are my team uh, have this sorry have this <laughs> criticism of it's been hard for me to trust me but that they can beat up on the weaklings, but they can't beat the elite. And, it's, and in the Dolphins' case, neither one of them can really win on the road either, by the way, especially when they go north into the cold. Yeah. Valid cr criticisms, I would say. Sure. I mean, I guess you don't get over that until you do. Yeah. Right? Is that, well, do you think the Dolphins can go north and win in the playoffs? I think that's why these next three weeks are, are so important for them to to secure some home field playoff games. Um, and yeah, the, the track record throughout the season, you know, they're having difficulties with teams above 500 and winning records or division leaders, whatever it yeah. is. But come playoff time, all you got to do is what? Win three games, four games and, and, and... Hard games, but... Sure. Yeah. But that's when it all matters. So what happens previously with those other 17 games, 18 weeks of the season... None of that matters. You got to go into the playoffs playing your best football, and you know, hopefully, that's when the Dolphins, you know, go on a roll and, and start really showing their their full potential and putting complete games together.
Well, that's the one thing that I've noticed decades of doing this is I say the regular season's for lesson learning and the playoffs are when we see what you learned in the regular season. Sure. It's kind of what you've just said. Yeah. Right? Um, hopefully Tyreek Hill is back for the long run. I mean, they didn't need him to beat the weakling New York Jets here on the weekend. Not just him. I mean, he's a huge part, obviously, in their offense. But they got key guys. I mean, what, three guys in their secondary last week were all out? Corner, two safe, starting safeties. All Pro Bowl caliber players, too. So there's a lot of moving components on the offense, on the defense. So you get them healthy. You get everybody on the same page. And, you know, playoff time, things get ramped up. It gets ramped up in meeting rooms. It gets ramped up in practice, the focus level and everything else. So, you know, I, I think I think us as Dolphin fans, we're going to be in for a treat. One last question before I let you go and before you freeze to death. David in Winnipeg. I told you we're very big in Winnipeg. Writes it on the sober carpenter. That included CFL, NFL, and college. What you Oh, that is a tough one. Well, when they're all on, I got I got three setups. I got you. You're one yeah, of those I got, guys. I got my two TVs. I got laptop. I got iPad. I got football everywhere. And my daughters aren't big fans of it. But if there was only one, I mean, I, I love college football. I, I think the atmosphere in college football, hundred thousand people in a stadium, is just a different feel. And being lucky enough to to go to, you know big games and big stadiums and big crowds and things like that and being able to witness that firsthand it's it's really neat um so college football would probably be my my choice and i'm excited for the the college football playoff this year there's some great matchups so uh you know excited for that rose bowl sugar bowl yes absolutely well andrew uh we have reached the end of our time you survived i did <laughs> thanks for always coming down and helping us out on these special occasion shows merry christmas merry christmas too all right enjoy the ball eight seasons with the eskimos great cup champion andrew nowacki folks i want to say that it's all hockey the rest of the way but that's kind of up to you Write in now your questions and comments on a very busy NHL slate tonight. 902-518-3033. We can talk NFL, college, CFL, whatever you like. Viewer takeover the rest of the way. Our live guests are done, but we're still on the air until the hour. TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late.
RP show continues, and we'll be talking a little Boca Bowl, but we've got the balance of our football discussion um, behind us here today. We are live, as always, on Game Plus Television, Key Radio in Atlanta, and of course the streams and podcast form. I'm going to jump into a sports update here in a moment, but just checking in with our audience. We did cover a lot today. There will be no moose for the rest of the show today, but he was with us off the top. He has flown from Toronto back into Saskatchewan for the Christmas holidays, and he has started his... Hello. Hey. How you doing, Ash? Good to see you. He has started his Christmas holidays, and uh, yeah, we've let him go. We've let him, not let him go, go. We've let him go enjoy his holidays, and we got this for the rest of the day. But he was talking about off the top, top of the show, that he was celebrating his parlay bet last night a little early. He had the Capitals to beat the Islanders, which they did. He had the Jets to beat the Wings, which they did. And all he needed was the LA Kings to beat Seattle. And of course, they were going to do that, right? Wrong. And we're like, don't, why would you celebrate? He put it on Twitter that that's all that he needed. And the Kraken upset the LA Kings 2-1 and his bet goes in the garbage. Dion's watching in Regina. And he writes in on the text line, 902-518-3033. He says, I did the exact same thing on the weekend. Eagles screwed me. They had to win by three. Lost out on over $100. LOL. All I'm saying, did you put it out for the world, Dion, on social media? That's my question. I think Darren jinxed himself is my point. Brian in Hudson Bay writes in and he says, Hi, Rod. Uh, Don't worry, 22 degrees will soon turn to very, very oppressive heat. And you'll be sweating 24 hours a day. And then you will fly back to Canada to escape the sauna. LOL. Oh, thank you. Oh, this was, sorry, this was Kirk in Toronto with the weather. Yeah, it's 22 here. I know, I don't like to complain, but I'm complaining. Listen, the reason I don't complain because was when I was a kid, got one of those if you complain. So we didn't complain. Uh, but everybody here is, it's cold for Florida. 73 Fahrenheit. Uh, the plan is next spring and summer to be back in Canada and yes out of this oppressive heat and we've got some very fun CFL things planned for next year. Brian in Hudson Bay, here's that text on the betting. He says, uh, morning guys, yes I've done that. One game left and even with what should be a given and it all goes wrong and then I feel sick. Maybe not tweet about it but I've texted buddies have a great day and a Merry Christmas guys. Uh, thank you, Brian. Same to you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. That's just what's come in on the text line. 902-518-3033 is the number to reach us here. Um, thank you to John Ohm in Winnipeg. He says, great interview. Talking about the Andrew Nowacki interview. Thank you. That was good. I enjoyed it. Jen from the Four Seasons writes in and she says, I'm hoping the Oilers, well, she says, the oil break the losing streak tonight, but I have zero confidence that those Edmonton Oilers, man. <laughs> Here's a better one, Jen. Are they going to make the playoffs? 
Like, literally, just imagine if they don't. Jeff, the Stams fan, says, FYI, I was at a Calgary co-op earlier this morning. Avoid grocery stores if at all possible today. That's Jeff with what we would call a public service announcement. Yeah, action's picking up here today uh, on the RP Show, as you can see behind me at our friends here, the Beach House in Pompano. NHL news, the defending Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights will be without goalies Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson for tonight's game at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Thompson left Tuesday night's 6-3 loss at Carolina early in the third period with an upper body injury. Hill missed the first seven games in December with a lower body injury and lasted just 6.25 of playing time in his return against Ottawa back on December 17th. Yuri Patera made his second appearance this season in relief of Thompson on Tuesday. Isaiah Seville was recalled from Henderson of the AHL. Patera's 3-0 and has a 2.70 goals against average in four career NHL games. News from the CFL, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have signed assistant general managers Kyle Carson and Paul Jones to two-year contract extensions. Jones will be entering his sixth season as assistant GM for Saskatchewan. This is uh, Paul Jones after joining the club back in 2019. He spent 21 years with the Edmonton franchise, got his start in the CFL with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Also worked with the Toronto Argonauts and the NFL's Minnesota Vikings and has been a part of five Grey Cup winning teams. Kyle Carson going into his third season as assistant GM with the Riders having been promoted from being director of player personnel when he first joined the team back in 2019. Also, it's not in the news story there, but Dan Farthing has reportedly joined the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I should say rejoined the Saskatchewan Rough Riders as strength and conditioning coach. Uh, he left the club when Chris Jones came to town, but obviously he is now back. Sports update brought to you by Landmark Cinemas in theaters now. Silent Night from legendary director John Woo and the producer of John Wick comes this gritty revenge tale of a tormented father who witnesses his young son die when caught in a gang's crossfire on Christmas Eve. Silent Night redefines the action genre with visceral, thrill-a-minute storytelling. And for Common Crown Brewing, Turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience, visit commoncrown.ca. We'll take a timeout, and when we come back, full-on viewer takeover in overtime for our friends at Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, whatever you want to talk about, we will talk about next. One last segment to wrap up here on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everybody. Welcome back to the RP Show. It's our uh, special. We do it once a year. It's our Boca Raton Bowl preview special. Our live guests are gone, but we're still on the air having fun. 
and appreciate uh, you popping down. Overtime's brought to you by our friends at Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, where skill and fun collide. 28th Street Northeast. Check them out this winter, this Christmas holiday season. Tell them Rod sent you, please. For those that are watching this show every day on television, your kids, your grandkids, take them down there. And uh, tell them it's not just the most fun you ever had. Hockey meets batting cages meets top golf. Merry Christmas to Randy and Michelle and everybody there at uh, Overtime Hockey Lanes. By the way, licensed bar and restaurant. Take the whole team, take the family, take the office. Uh, what do we got here? I, I, I appreciate the questions. I'm going to get to them right away here. Regarding this Oilers game, I... I while Edmonton and Calgary reside in the same province, it's almost very hard to believe that the teams are in the same league as far as the fans go. Here's why I say it. John in Edmonton, uh, sorry, John Ohm, he's in Winnipeg, but he says, like the panel said last night on Sportsnet, the Oilers need all their players to put in effort. The key word, all. Yeah, but that's the same as the Flames. Who are, who are in Anaheim tonight? And I just, I've been sitting here thinking about our interview with Jock Wilson yesterday, and we were so rushed with Darren in the first segment that I never had it. There was a lot of things I wanted to go through with him. Like when I was chatting with Jock Wilson from QR Calgary, I feel like we never really solved anything or, or got an answer with regards to where are the flames going? Some guy wrote into our Instagram the other day and said, Rod, what are your thoughts on the flames? And I'm like, I don't know what to think because I don't think they know what to think point all being here they're ahead of the Oilers in the standings yet everybody expects the Oilers to go to the final four of the Stanley Cup and expects the Flames to miss the playoffs and the Flames sitting here today are ahead of them in the standings it's just the weirdest wildest thing the Oilers fans are so I feel optimistic because of that eight game winning streak because they've seen what the team can do yet they if they lose tonight at New Jersey which is a very good chance they will they will have lost four in a row and what are they by the way uh, uh, John in Edmonton with the question he says if the NHL were to expand and to be honest it's amazing to me that they're talking about it and if Frank Saravelli says it the baby-faced assassin there's at least something behind it. And he's saying they're talking about going to 34 teams, expanding by two more. I can't believe it. Which, by the way, we don't have time to get into here now. What are you trying to accomplish by doing that? Because, and where are you gonna go? I think at this point, for the betterment of hockey, they should probably go to Quebec City for sure. There's really no other Canadian market that is talked about. It's not happening in Saskatoon, so forget it. Uh, anyways, John says, if the NHL were to expand, where could it expand to? Quebec City, Atlanta again, Houston, or a second team in Toronto? Rod, you pick. Well, for obvious reasons, we're on the radio in Atlanta. We're Atlanta's NHL show. I'd like to see them go to Atlanta. But it's not a hockey town. And my point is the people here in South Florida, we saw the ring full in the Stanley Cup Finals last year. And they're back. The, the Panthers are up there this season in attendance. But the tickets are outrageously expensive. I don't know how people afford to go. 
And I've had people say to me, 90, thank you guys, 902-518-3033 is the number to text. It's here for Sober Carpenter. That there are too many teams. The players all look the same. It's hard to distinguish one from the next. I'm like, I get that too. So what are you trying to do? Grow the game in new markets? Get the expansion money? Why would you do it? Why can't you be happy with 32? Why couldn't you be happy with 30? Why couldn't you be happy with 21? So I guess my point is, John, for my own perfect, I guess everybody just talks about their own thought. I'd like to see him go to Atlanta, period. Be very great for this show. Mm -mm -mm. Wayne in BC, thank you for the nice comments. He says, by the way, great show, Rod and crew. Yeah, they pulled it off well, didn't they? Thank you guys at IKS, the crew. And here at the Beach House, they're always so great to us. Nelson says, sports entities have learned that expansion means more revenue and partnership agreements. It's why we saw the NLL boom. It's why the CFL is going to shove expansion through. Well, then they better do it right. It's funny because the guy, the guy that came up here and grabbed my shoulders, he'll have a lot of take on the CFL expansion. He'll have some thoughts. For sure, he's a big CFL fan and guy. If they do it, I just pray that they do it right. Has the NHL done it right? I would suggest that they have Arizona aside, which, by the way, wasn't even expansion. That was a relocation. It's going to be a fun night tonight. We only got three minutes left in this show. I'll tell you something. The Boca Raton Bowl goes at FAU Stadium here tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, TSN+. Plus. It's 6-6 six and six, Syracuse Orange, which means nothing to me or you, versus the South Florida Bulls, which probably doesn't mean a lot to you, but our hour one guest, Matt DeBuck, his kid plays on the team, Trey. He's the long snapper, and he's going to probably play in the CFL one day, Trey DeBuck. So remember that. That's what these bowl games are fun for. The guys with the Canadian and CFL ties, for me. They play in this American conference. Syracuse is favored by three at Bet Regal. South Florida leads the all-time record, though, between the two. Eight wins in ten meetings. The winner gets to go into the offseason with a winning record, seven and six. I mean, both teams are 500. And they're in bowl games. It makes no sense to me. What I'm going to do is go to the Florida Panthers in St. Louis Blues tonight as the Panthers kick off a little mini homestand. I'm going to go to one half of the game, and then I'm going to come down to the Boca Bowl. One half of the NHL game and then come down to the Boca Bowl. There's a lot going on here in this sports market for a sports guy like me. And to be able to watch NHL hockey and then go to a college bowl game in my life, I never thought I'd be able to do either growing up. So it's an absolute dream come true. I want to thank uh, our guest today, Matt Dubuck, Verdun Quebec product, CFL alum and the head coach of the Cardinal Gibbons Chiefs. He's become such a great friend. He had me come in and speak to his team the other night, their wind-up banquet. And then I asked him to come on this show and he goes, I'm in. When and where? And Andrew Nowacki, who also helps us out all the time with our special, uh, special occasion shows, the eight-year Edmonton Eskimo. He can bring the, bring the wood when we talk CFL, college football, and NFL. Tomorrow, a football Friday here. Join us for that. Noon Eastern on these same stations, Game Plus Television, and, of course, Key Radio. Have a good night, everybody. Enjoy the ball, the hockey, or whatever you tune into.
Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.